So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, 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 or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Welcome back. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, hi. It is Friday night. And this is one of those Friday nights where I know basically every time we start to record, <laughs> we say, you better be glad we're recording right now because we're so tired and, but this is like, I feel like one of those, we really have to be dedicated to be doing this I was now. like not making a joke when I said, could we instead just lay on the floor here and sleep? I know. I That was like, in for, but for me to say that, because I don't just right. lay anywhere and fall asleep, but that's how tired I am that I yes. could just lay on the carpet here and go to sleep. Yeah, it's been... A long day. Oh. And uh, thankfully, that's not from like anything traumatic happening no. in our lives for mm-hmm. once. Nope. So it's just, just been normal, full. normal exhaustion of life. But I feel like it was a fun day for our kids. They got to oh, play yeah. all day. They got lunch together, dinner together, movie Kindle night. time together, and now they're doing a movie night together. They also got a special dessert. They did. We, I kind of took a very spontaneous moment in my life and just kind of arbitrarily picked a couple of dates in October, which happened to be the 15th and 16th, which is right now, and decided I was going to host a, as I'm calling it, a stuff swap for people from our church. And I basically, it's essentially a free garage sale. Yep. With like multi, multi donators, multiple donation people. And it's like not just like a garage sale for like strangers that you advertise. It's mostly for just people it's, we know. Right. It's, it's geared towards our church coming to get things that people from our church have donated and don't want anymore. If a person from our neighborhood randomly walked up and said, hey, are you having a garage sale? I would say, no, but you're welcome to yeah. look through stuff. We wouldn't say, like, wow, this is only for our church and you can't take things. Yeah, but, right. um, but you we're don't not have, like, like, signs up no. in the neighborhood for people to come. Right, and we're not, like, putting it on the internet, like, garage sale these days. So yeah. it essentially was a lot of people dropping a bunch of stuff off over the last couple of weeks, and we spent all day yesterday organizing it um i am a giant procrastinator yep also people i mean and i knew this would most likely happen and it's fine i had said to have things to my house by sunday but then every day people were messaging me asking if they could still drop stuff off which i wanted them to be able to but i wanted to know what i had before i started organizing so I decided I was going to organize all day yesterday, and then we also made a 
spur of the moment emergency chiropractic appointment oh, yeah that kind of took up some of the morning mm-hmm. I also went down to see our friend Melissa because she had her baby this week yes. so I took a little 20 minute chunk of my morning to go. so I really actually was thinking I was gonna get up in the morning yesterday and organize all day, day but I actually yeah you didn't even start started at like one thirty or okay. two yeah. like I, we had started, at least Chip had brought everything up to the living room before that in the morning. <coughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was yes, it a was project. Fun. So I only worked on it until, I think, around 11 last night. That's when Chip got home from work, and I said, well, I don't feel... Oh, I did think ahead... Which I was really glad he did. Because in, initially, you just think that you should start it like early in the morning. Especially a garage sale. I feel like people go garage sailing in the morning. So, yes, but you know yourself but I know, enough. I know myself enough. And I'm like, this isn't a garage sale. So I made the start time today be 11 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. So Which was good. Cause we had all morning to yeah. finish setting stuff did up. Did you end up going morning. to bed early last night? Yeah, we went to bed by 12, which, okay. I mean... That was what you... I think I left your house at, like, 10.45 or something. Right, and Chip needed to get home, and then we... Yeah. Talk about our days and take our vitamins and brush our teeth, and... Yeah. We're just not... We start the laundry and start the dishwasher, like... So, yes, 12 is when we, I had hoped to be asleep yeah. by, and it was. And God was so gracious, and my 21-month-old... Slept through the night for a second night in a row. And I always forget. I feel like it's such a rare, rare moment in our yes. life that you we get sleep a whole, like, uninterrupted block yeah. of, for for me, this, it was like six and a half. And when I say uninterrupted block of sleep, this was including my three-year-old coming in and asking if he could sleep in my bed at, like, four in the morning and me having to, like, scoot over and make him a spot and that... I don't even count that as like interrupting my sleep yeah. because I didn't have to get up and nurse for like 30 minutes and put like walk to another room. I stayed in yeah. my bed the whole night and I wake up feeling so mm-hmm. much. I'm like, wow, I feel so much more refreshed at an earlier time. I woke yeah. up at like seven and was like, oh, oh I can get up and start working on things. I don't even feel grouchy. So that was a blessing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we had a, a lot. lot. <laughs> Especially, I feel like, I feel like it was kind of intended to be this way. But it's a lot of kid clothes. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what a majority of people in our church want to be able to easily pass around to each other. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, and we were and getting... we really wanted people to be able to take what they needed, and it feels like yeah. if you just have a big pile of like this is all the girls' clothes and this is all the boys' clothes, nobody wants to take the time to like look through. It's that hard much. enough when you look through a bin of just the size you need. Yes, but at least when you're looking through a bin of the size you need, you know you're looking through right. a bin of the size you need. So yes. we took the time to break out all the like genders and sizes and yes, yep. So, so I feel like we really 
finished organizing. We still were working on kind of sorting through the women's clothing when 11 o'clock rolled around, but... But we got everything part, else. It was pretty done. pretty organized and ready, yeah. I'd say. I, I haven't gone through to count, like, specifically thinking back of people, but I would say probably be, around 10-ish yes, people came, came today. Um, maybe a little bit more. And I feel like people were able to get things they really needed, and we're doing it again tomorrow, yeah, all day. And so, I bet more people will come tomorrow. Yes, I feel like a Saturday is easier for people's schedules, yeah, than a Friday. But um, yeah, so I know that we're getting rid of a lot of stuff that we've been wanting to put out and get rid of for a while, and it's things like. We just decided to be done with our big like Barbie dollhouse and our Barbies and stuff. And it felt like the stuff feels like there's got to be someone else that yeah, would have fun with this for a while. Like it's still in good shape. Yes. It's not broken. Right. And yeah, we could have tried to sell it on like offer up or something to a stranger. But it just feels like that is also a lot of work in a different way. Yes. And I, I, we would rather just bless someone with it. But when you don't even know who to ask or right. it just feels like this way you can put stuff all out in one place and people can come and look through it and take what they need and not feel obligated. And, right. um, so I've been happy with how it's gone so yeah. far and just left everything out in my carport and for tomorrow. But so that's why our kids got an adventure day together. But we're tired. It, it was exhausting. Still tiring yeah. to do all that. I feel that. like the whole week was just exhausting to me. Yeah. So. I'm 14 weeks today. Yeah. You got to see your baby this week. I did. That was unexpected. I had planned to not do any sort of ultrasound until my anatomy scan. But on on Friday last week, I started to not, my body started to not feel very great. I was having a lot of shoulder pain on and off that was just felt strange and just started to feel kind of run down. And then I started to develop over the course of, I feel like Sunday into Monday, I started having like... I wouldn't even say it was like pain. It was just a really an awareness feeling around the area where my ectopic pregnancy had been, where my mm-hmm. surgery had been to remove the fallopian tube. And the combination of things just started to kind of make me think, it just feels like something, I, d- I don't know what's going on. I just... Like something's going on and I don't think it's probably anything horrible, but it's enough going on. that I just, I'm wondering. And then Monday in the afternoon, I went to go shopping at Costco. And when I stepped out of my car, I had a sharp pain. It was, it didn't last long, but it was like a pretty sharp shooting pain right in the exact spot mm-hmm. that really like stopped me in my tracks. And I started to walk into Costco and was like, I... As I walked in, I started to get really, like, cold and chills, and my shoulder started to ache again, which it hadn't been, and I just, it was making me 
feel very like, okay, something is happening in my body. I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but I just, I almost, I like literally pulled my cart over to the side and like had your number pulled up to call you to be like praying for me because I didn't know if Mm -hmm. I should be leaving to come home. But I also had this big Costco trip planned and yeah, I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going and if it, if it's not getting better or it's getting worse, I'll leave right away. But within about 10 minutes, I started to feel not as bad and like, okay, this is going to be fine. But it was enough that I was like, I really just feel like I need to see what happened. In that area then, it was like aching on and off after that. Mm-hmm. Like, So the hard part was that I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to check on that. This is a problem I feel like we face in our medical system a lot where we want certain information, we want to get something done and it can be hard to navigate the way to get yeah. the information right. that you want. Different resources that are available to you are not available or whatever hoops you have to jump through to get that. Right, so my established care for my pregnancy is through a certified professional midwife and so we typically have an ultrasound tech who is very non-traditional she has started a business from her home where she does ultrasounds and she doesn't just do for fun ultrasounds she actually has a radiologist that she can consult with and send the imaging to and can get officially read ultrasound reports from mm-hmm. um, a radiologist who worked in OB, like right. in, was like maternal fetal medicine for 50 years or something. Like mm-hmm. he's really good at what he does. Um, but she also is has become very popular over... The years. Right, so you Her don't even need a, a doctor's note or like a referral to, you just can go. You can go her. without even a referral, but she also very much works works closely and well with right. the midwives, the home birth midwives, yes. and takes referrals from them where I, I'm pretty sure they can refer you to pretty much any ultrasound place, but I feel like most ultrasound places aren't, familiar with working with the home birth community and so it can definitely add a level of miscommunication of just making it difficult like especially if you're not just going in for their standard things that they want to do and check for right when you have a home birth midwife being like she wants to look at the area where her ectopic pregnancy ruptured five months ago and she's just feeling like she's having some twingy pain like, I feel like they don't quite know what to do with that. Yeah. They're like, wait, well, who's your OB? Like, what are... Oh, yeah. We're not doing a second trimester, like, right. normal... Yes. Like, what, yes. what are we doing here? Your time it's a little bit outside the box. No one knows how to handle that. Right. And they want you to start back at, like, point A and go through their right. proper, like... Well, you're going to have to schedule a new patient appointment. And I'm like... We can get you in in three weeks. And it's like, okay, but I need to, like, look at this 
that's hurting right now. Right. So it's helpful and all, except not at all. And they're like, well, if it's that big of an emergency, go to the emergency room. But it's not. Well, it's not. If I go to the emergency room, they're going to look at me like I'm a freaking idiot because. Why are you there? Like, what's your pain level? Zero. (laughs) What are your symptoms? Well, earlier in the parking lot, I had a sharp pain. And now, like. Yeah. But it still felt like something that was... Concerning enough that you wanted to get checked out and not wait weeks to check on. So, thankfully, our beloved ultrasound tech has a friend who just recently moved to the Phoenix area who has decided to kind of, in some ways, like, join up with her in the sense that she's, she's created her own business doing the same thing on the other side of town Mm -hmm. but she works with the same radiologist and works closely with Mm -hmm. our other friend they're all on the same system and can share information with each other and run things by each other and so since she's just moved here and not as many people know about her and her business she had an availability that afternoon and was able to get me in right away Mm -hmm. she you, you can call you call her directly. You're not talking to a scheduling person. You tell her exactly what the situation is, yeah. what you're wanting to look at. And this is so rare to have not a one, res- but two of a these. A resource like this, it's For, so wonderful. Yes. Um, you go in. She's got a really comfortable space. In her home. Yes. And she's just, it's just very... Personal. She said you can bring whoever you want. Yes. You don't have to like wear a mask. Yes, you it's don't not like only like... one adult is able to yeah. accompany to your visit and yeah. Yeah. Um so we were able to look and they found a like pocket of fluid right in the spot where my Philippian tube had been mm-hmm. before it was removed. Right where the pain was. Like, the cool, she's, like, telling me, she's like, well, like, you can even, like, help guide my hand, help guide the thing to, like, right where you're talking about. Where I feel like it's just such a different mindset to be, like, listening to the patient and listening to, like, what are you thinking? Like, where do you think we need to look versus, like... Let me check off my boxes of what I would normally... Like, not that she didn't do that. She definitely, like, did a thorough check of everything else. But to be saying, like, no, you know, you know your body. Like, you know what you're talking about. I want to, I want to see where you're... And to, like, communicate with you through it and not just, like, well, I can't tell you what I'm seeing. I'm not allowed to say anything. Yeah. That's only for the doctor to say. I mean, and she was good about saying, like, well... I am seeing something here that I don't normally see, and I'm not going to pretend to, like, give you any guesses. That that part isn't my job, but I'm happy. She even offered to, like, call the radiologist and have him on speakerphone, like, right then. And I was like, well, no, it's okay. You can... It, it, it didn't feel, like, urgent. She just... Yeah. So, um, she was really thorough, spent a lot of time with me, and then um, I feel like worked through the afternoon, like... Talking to the radiologist, they asked for my operative report. I emailed that over. They looked that over. They looked at the operative pictures. They consulted with each other and with the other ultrasound mm-hmm. tech. And, you know, they really, like, had a 
again, it was very, it just felt very personal. They had mm-hmm. a vested interest in trying to figure out what was going yeah. on. And it feels so, I guess there's a lot of doctors who also have vested interests in figuring out what's going on with their patients and figuring it out quickly. But I think there's a level of communication that doesn't always yes. happen in the same way. Yes. That, um, so by the, the end of that night, that's when they told me that they thought that it had been a cyst that had ruptured and that the fluid was like really re- residual fluid from that and that it would probably be an irritant mm-hmm. that that fluid is like can have blood in it can have like infection in it but that your body like resolves it and mm-hmm. absorbs it and it's not really an issue unless you it could cause infection if it's like really bad and it spreads or something but it t- doesn't typically but just to watch symptoms and um, I'm going to just go for a follow-up ultrasound next week to make sure that it has started to resolve. And so I definitely still had a lot of achiness in that area throughout Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And by Wednesday night, I really wasn't still wasn't feeling very good and was kind of like, oh no, this giant garage sale <laughs> stuff swap is Friday and it's yeah. Wednesday night and I haven't organized anything. But... Um, I spent a lot of time on Wednesday night doing an Epsom salt bath and I've been taking raw garlic multiple times a day, um, which for me I found works as well as an antibiotic at knocking out different infections and things and boosting my immune system. So I felt like by yesterday morning, Thursday morning, I woke up feeling pretty much 100% better and had the energy to... Except that I still did feel like I haven't been adjusted in a long time and my body was all screwed up. So when Abby tried to make an appointment and said that they had a spot that both of us could go, yeah, like, yeah, I should probably do that. And it, I feel like that also did help. Help, so. But, man, carrying and lifting boxes and moving yeah. things. And I'm sure you're probably feeling it yeah in your body too it's like good for us but it's good for us but my body is so (laughs) jacked up still from car accident and being in bed for two months straight and then and having a baby having a baby and being postpartum I just feel like I've definitely lost like all muscle but also then have like just the relaxing still in my body and it just feels like my body doesn't know like where things go and like how to hold things together at all and well and you're still you've been still limping on your I still limp and so it like knocks my hips out of place and so yeah my body does feel like uh kind of a mess and I've been doing physical therapy a couple times a week which I feel like they're doing things with me that make me sore and so Just good for you. Yes, all of it is. All of it, I feel like, is needs to happen. Like I'm not yes. just gonna like overnight be like, and I'm back. <laughs> like I, I have to work to undo what two months of laying in bed. Like yes, you don't think that so much could occur to like. I your feel like things for laying in bed for two months. Yeah, I feel like when I laid like, in bed for a a week after my ectopic surgery. Yeah, the the difference i 
felt of like what like the strength my body lost between laying in bed and the anemia yeah. yes from like where I had just been and like the running I had been able to do and all of that it, like yeah that was only a week yes but, but two months plus giving car birth accident plus giving birth has just really taken a toll on my body that feels like it's a long long way a long journey to get it back to where it was yeah. and um just but think of how thankful to be that i mean in some ways i feel like you went into your pregnancy with boaz being one of the strongest that you had been yes. in a while and i know that that is partly discouraging to feel like you had gotten that strong and then yeah have it feel like it got all undone but also if you had already not been starting at that place yes how much it's like the same idea though of like you want your body to be used like i I, someone sent me a text i think i'm remembering who it was now crystal um sent me she's probably listening to this a text about like well praise god that like your body is like being used up for like his glory that like you're not just right you know it's that hard balance of we want our body to be used up i think we've talked about this so many times but that doesn't mean that we we like are careless with it. No, and but then like, it's like praise God that like he did allow my body to get so strong before yes. all of this and then now it is weak again, but it's like I can get to be strong again. Like right. that yes, it's just work. It's just work it and it sucks and it's painful and it's hard and it sucks. <laughs> and it's work. But it's work and this is what we have to do. And and also, though, even though it work is all of those things, also praise God that we can like yes, and like as much as it feels like my body has like completely deteriorated over the last three months since the car accident, it also when you think about where I was three months ago, yes, to now, mm-hmm. like there has been I was gonna massive say improvement. I was going to say there's still so much to be thankful for of the abilities you have. Like I mean, right before I had Bo, I wasn't sure I was going to walk right. like at all. Like it just felt like so far away that I would even be able to get out of bed. Right. Even like, putting your foot down for even being out of bed for an hour was like you, you didn't know that the, you were hopeful that that would get better after yeah. having Bo. And that but, was only two months ago. Like, right. that's a big difference than, like, where I'm at now, where I'm walking. And, I, yes, I still have a limp and I still have pain, but it's significantly better than it was. Yes. And I'm able to do all the things for my family. Like, I feel like I have my, like, ability to cook for my family back, my ability to care for the house. Like, and this is while you have still a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's not without... Some struggle and some pain and some yes. difficulty, but it's there's so Definitely. much to be thankful for. For sure. And little update on Bo. He's two and a half months. And I know we talked about how we, in one of the episodes, I don't even know which one, about how we had made the decision not to nurse him. He was our first baby from the get-go not to ever nurse. And... He has done wonderfully 
on the formula and the bottles and hasn't had any feeding difficulties at all. Like, right. not one time. Like he, Even for him having his, like, restless, colicky time of the night, I don't feel like it's, like, anywhere near, like, a, and a, it's not even, like, colic. It's not even, like... Well, and that hasn't interfered with him eating at all. Like, right. he's eaten fine. Right. But like, it's not even, like, he has all these other... Things that you're like, well, is it from the bottles or not? I feel like, I feel like, yeah, he get, he's like restless for. He's been our best sleeper. Time, but he's been our happiest baby. He is on like the best schedule. He eats the best. It's just overall, he's the fattest baby by far I've ever had, and yes, he's trending up in his. Growth percentiles, normally this is around the age that all of my babies just completely massively fall off the growth chart. And I feel like while there's probably some aspect that it it continues to make maybe the past feel a little bit more sad in the sense of like that, like wondering like what would have been the experience of your other babies yeah. had, I feel like there still has to be a huge relief and joy in the fact that while you're making a decision like this to sacrifice something that you definitely believe in is a good and right thing mm-hmm. of nursing. Yeah. And does. I and mean, the reality, I, it does have like bonding, even yes. though it was hard for you, even though it was not fun for you, even though it hurt you. There were bonding aspects to it that just are, aren't, I don't have this time. And that's the reality of it. And that is, but seeing your baby thrive, yes. it would have been so hard yes. if he was exactly the same as all the other babies. Yes. And, and I just didn't nurse him. Yes, for sure. And I'm thankful. I mean, I'm thankful that I can look at him and see roles that I've never seen on any one of my babies. And yes. just see, like, a baby that is content. Like, I, I think I just didn't realize, like, what... A baby who's awake in between, like, naps, who's been fed, who you could just, like, set down and he just kind of looks around there and and is just, still don't feel like he's the smiliest baby in the world, but he's not crying. Like, he's just kind of content. And I've never had a baby like that. And Sailor was probably the most like that. But, but she had some genetic <laughs> issues that she shouldn't have been like that. But she wasn't like eating well. Right, no. She just was content because she did like didn't she care. She didn't know that she yeah. wasn't eating well. So overall I feel like he's been doing really well with that. And it has made so like I mean, if I was nursing, I wouldn't be able to have the weekly spinal injections I was having. I wouldn't be able to be having some of the testing that I'm having done for your other my other health gastric issues issues like there's there's a lot of aspects and even just the con- leaving to go to physical therapy twice a week and I was gonna say that doctor appointments not I say the word convenience but I don't mean it as con- it but the the freedom to be able to do that and know that it's not putting this massive stress on your baby then yes. takes off a massive stress of you when it's right. not like you're just trying to get him to take a bottle that one right. time that right but it's not... like multiple times a week i'm leaving for hours to different appointments every week right. that like that would just be impossible to plan his schedule 
nursing schedule around on that when I'm already, I feel like it's already chaotic when I'm leaving multiple times a week to be like, right. bye Tim, here's seven kids, feed them breakfast, I'm going to physical therapy. Like if also he had like a baby who was like screaming because they just wanted to nurse and I was gone. And Yes. So there's aspects of that that's super helpful and so. Yeah. That's been Definitely going well. been a blessing. Mm-hmm. We know, we promised you last week that we were going to talk about family worship this week. We I have thought about it a lot. But then we kind of brought I it. I mentioned it to Tim and he was like, well, that's an episode that we should be doing with the guys. So, we're gonna we felt it. like that is a good, like it, it is a good suggestion. Yes. Um. So. Because gonna... I feel like. I feel like I don't know how much Chip and Tim even discuss it amongst themselves, like the differences. Like, I don't even know what you guys exactly do. And I right. don't feel like, I don't, I feel like we do things differently and we have different. Everybody does. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like it would be interesting to talk about with them, even just of the differences between our families and. Yeah. So one of these days, Chip ever gets a Friday night off. I know. So or we if we figure record. out a different night to, but we're saving that topic. Yeah. Um, so we really have nothing else besides these life <laughs> updates we just gave you. Yeah. I think we might. That's it. <laughs> we might have a, call it an early, an early episode type of night and I don't know. Can you think of anything else? Any, any hot tips any interesting facts any other i do feel like we've had a few a few birth related topics come back into our lives because of our friend melissa having her baby and my sister had her baby yesterday one day apart um so just some reminders of different topics specifically postpartum care is like on my mind and just our culture around it and just Um, how important it is to figure out and communicate and have a plan for that right and how neglected it can be sometimes right i i really think we are not taught well at all because of the tradition of our country, of our how we do things in our culture, we're not taught about really the importance of a what is what all is happening in a woman's body mm-hmm. or around mm-hmm. the time of right after giving birth, and yeah. then um, just like so the care that needs to be put into helping support those things instead mm-hmm. of working against them, and then. I think the reason it matters so much is because I really do think it, I think it's more, it's not necessarily like, can you survive through this stuff? Because mm-hmm. we can, like, yeah. our bodies accommodate and and we, and babies can do well and thrive in the midst of it. But I do think that our country has a high rate of anxiety and postpartum depression issues. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that stems from from not caring, taking mm-hmm. care, and taking the time, and yeah. um, allowing 
things to happen in our, our bodies to heal, but also all of the hormones that are changing and, and needing to balance and our, yeah, our babies getting what they need and, and bonding with them yes. in that way of just being able to rest and, but um, especially, I, I, think, I think like not even the, I, I think how little people even think about the fact of like, okay, this baby has literally lived inside of you mm-hmm. for nine months. Yes. I know this took me many, many, many babies to to start to see and understand and realize like every like voices outside of the womb sound different. Mm-hmm. Smells are like a new thing for a baby. The way a person holds the baby feels differently to the baby. Like yeah. when you think about different size of hands, different levels of strength, different ways people do things. A baby is processing all of these differences for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be familiar things like their mom's smell and their mom's voice and their mom's heartbeat and their mom's touch. And all yeah. of that is going to be their most familiar spot. Mm-hmm. And their siblings and their dad's voices are going to be familiar, but still not as familiar as their mom. And yeah. Maybe there's other people that are around a lot that will be semi-familiar. And then new people that come to meet them might be, like, total, a totally new thing. Mm-hmm. That their, like, little brains are processing all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think we just forget how overwhelming and stimulating all of that can be to this brand new baby. Right. And um, I don't know. So it's just really interesting. I think just the idea of like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should Mm -hmm. is really important postpartum um i think you know i think making a plan for your postpartum care is important whether like if it's your first baby but i think having a plan for your postpartum care when you have a lot of other children is so important Mm -hmm. because and even if you don't have seven or eight or nine or ten children I mean, in some ways, the more kids you get to, the more help and capability you have. Yeah, I just mean... mean, Yeah, you can still only have, like, three kids. But they're all, like... They're all, like, three and under, and you really need to... Yes. Having a plan for the kids and... And it's not always possible to have the most ideal plan. No. But, but you coming still, up with some realistic plan. You can still plan. think through yes. what are the challenges going to be? Mm-hmm. What is, how are ways I can mitigate some of the things? Like, yeah. what activities a, can, I, can I find for my little kids to do that don't require me doing a bunch of setup right. and cleanup? And, Maybe you set up like a book station near your bed that like your kids can come and lay with you and you read books. And, or coloring that they can or a teenager in your church who could come over like there's a lot of ideas of things that you could but do, it all but takes intentionality yes. and planning and the time to do it is not after you are I just totally spit as I said that I wasn't looking so well, I just spit on your arm thanks you're welcome <laughs> Yes, it's not. She was trying to say <laughs> it's not the time to do it after you've had right the baby. after you have the and baby. You need the and help you are it, yeah, it's much more. You're tired. You can't think. Yes. you have a new baby to be taking care of. Your right. other kids are, and now you're trying to problem solve. Yes. And 
But so, anyway. But it's definitely not something I think we talk about a lot. And I think we kind of think our postpartum care is have your baby in the hospital and then you're there for 48 hours or 24 hours and that's your resty time. Right. And then you try to start doing as much as you can as soon as you can. And the more you can do, the sooner, the more of a wonder woman you are and you push yourself and you do things and then you go home and you fall apart and you don't tell anybody because yeah you don't even Suddenly understand just... why this is so hard and right. why you feel terrible and yeah. but you don't really tell anybody about it until you're three months down the road of these doing things and seeming normal and then going home and crashing and yes. falling apart and now you are diagnosed with postpartum depression and you go on medication and I just yeah. think that's a really sadly normal trend in our country yep and i don't know that it has to be that way not that i'm not saying everybody struggles even yes because goes on medication or is diagnosed with postpartum depression but and not that you won't have these struggles even if you have a plan for sure because i feel like i had a plan and i had a lot of like rest and support and i still feel like i yes struggled with these things and so for sure but i i do think that it could potentially be worse the less plan and less help yeah. you do have. Yes. Yep. So if you are someone that's listening to this and you are pregnant or you are wanting to be pregnant or you know someone who's pregnant, you have a friend who's pregnant or... You're just going to keep going yes. through this allergies. <laughs> or your mom's pregnant. Or your next door neighbor your sister, pregnant. Or, or you saw a lady at the grocery store who's pregnant. If there's any pregnancy anywhere. In... <laughs> anyway, just saying. Make a plan and or be helpful yeah. to those who you know are about to have a baby. And things and ways that are helpful are meals offering to come clean their house and i think some of these cultural barriers that we have to break down are you can offer to someone but i feel like there's going to be a lot of resistance but yes instead of just offering and being like would it be helpful if i come and clean your house and they're like no that's okay say I know you just had a baby, and I would really love to come to clean your house. Be very I, specific. Like I would love to come on Thursday at, at 2 o'clock to unless, mop your floors. Unless that won't work for you. But if, if that would be okay, I'm not planning to say you don't need to even be out. But I would love to just, I'm, I'm planning to come and do that if that would be okay with you. Mm-hmm. So make it hard for them to say yes. no, even if it's uncomfortable. Even if they're uncomfortable with it and right. you feel awkward about it because it's not something you've really done. But it's still, uh, the chances that that won't be a blessing to someone, mm-hmm. even if it's awkward, yes, is like really low. Yes, like, especially when what's you're it? The only thing it's gonna intentional. Be- but asking right. like, hey, I know you just had a baby. Let me know is if there there's any- anything I can help with. Is like, it, it, it's it's a good. Yes, it's, it's it's good intentions. It is good intentions, but what I'm saying is, it's, it's are not you actually going to gonna... make the person feel confident to be like, yes? Oh, I can just ask anything. Well, like, and it all it puts people in a weird spot because then if people do ask anything, it does make them look 
like kind of demanding and right or it's like oh i wasn't meaning like i do that <laughs> but that's where if you're like hey i know you just had a baby i'd like to come over on this day to do some a loads a couple loads of laundry or take your kids out or whatever like that when people were very specific in asking me about ways in which that they could help after the car accident after we had bow it was... And knowing they had thought it through and they kind of knew what they, what were, they were signing up yes, for. Yes, it felt and, way different than people were like, let me know if I can do anything. It just was like, I don't, I don't like, know well, how to Like, well, my toilets need to be scrubbed, but is that like what you're offering to do? Right, it I'm just felt... Sure. Again, not yeah. that it's not kind of people, not that it's not good intentions to say, like, let me know if you need anything, but it is very different. And I felt way more comfortable accepting help even though it's hard to accept help at times, but I felt way more comfortable accepting help when someone was specific about what they were offering versus just kind of and generic. And not even just offering it, but like... Kind of forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you don't... If they tell you a hard no multiple times, you don't still like show up right. at their house and like yes. break in, yes. but... <laughs> yeah. That's our... That's our, one of our tips. All right. It's a great tip. Anything else? Any other tips? I feel like there's something I thought of, but it's gone. It is gone. Gone with. The- oh, <gasps> I thought. What? <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't like remembered yet with I my have- reaction that I just. <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like I don't want to say it until you like. <laughs> Because I specifically said earlier today that this is what I wanted to do. Oh! Yes! (laughs) This is very serious. This is like... We feel like... It's it's like an oversight in society. It's like a conspiracy against all mothers. I don't know what... I also Why aren't people talking about this issue? I don't know. That's also what I want to know. Well, and I realize it's not just only that size. Okay, listen. So... Last night. Why? We're sorting clothes. In the world. We have 2T. We have 3T. We have 4T. We have 5T no. and 5s. Yeah, we have 5T and 5. And then we have and 6. And, six and 6X. X. But we also have 24 month and 2T. Two two Lots of like. A variety, variety of, of sizes. Size. And then we go 6, 7. After 6 and 6X, we have 6, 7. Yes. And then we have 8. 7, 8. Yes. Or just 8. eight. And then 10, 10 12. 12. Where did the nines go? There are no nines. It is a, and there is a huge gap between a size 7, 8 and a 10, 12. It happens again because it goes from 10, 12 to 14, 16. I feel There's like no it's, 13. I feel like the 13 is a little, by that point, kids are big enough that like, even though it's still, I feel like that's where Riken is right now. Between 10, 12. To I feel like 12s look real small on him but 14 still feel like well you know but i feel like he's big enough that the bigness of the bigger size but the 10 12 but the the 8 to the 10 12 like is, kids are still small enough at that size yeah that like there are multiple kids and this that is with need girls a nine and boys. where are it, the nines nines are missing and it is such a an problem. issue it's a problem <laughs> I, it really is. I'm curious if other people feel strongly about this as we do because I feel like, how could you not? I don't know. I want to know the people. Tell me, please. 
If you have had a Maybe, child that is seamlessly gone if you, from 7, if, 8 I to 10, like 12. I feel like there are some... This some... is more fired up than <laughs> I told you this was all I wanted to podcast about earlier, which is why I We're was like so... We're like sleeping. Look at, look at our like sound waves on this episode. It's like... And then... We're really well, fired up about this. I really want to know if there's anyone who has do, an older kid that they've just gone straight from do 7, think, 8 to 10, 12, and it's been no big deal. I do think there are some kids who have, like, massive growth spurts around that time. Do the clothing makers just know there's supposed to be a growth spurt? Like, why? And do some of our kids just not have those? Well, that could be. Growth spurts? Our kids are pretty small. I know, but yes, it's that's why I'm saying I wonder if other people are going to be like, I don't know what they're talking about. We have no issue. I'd love to hear because we definitely always have kids that issue get done with eights and then are like, "Where's the nines? Where do we go from here?" Ten, twelves are falling off your body. Mm -hmm. That that was Graceland last year, where it was like seven, eight is is too small, small, but ten, twelves felt like she was drowning. In them. It's like, but there's no so other then, clothing. Yeah, so she's drowning. You're, you're just having to like look for these, these unicorn pieces mm-hmm. where that you find like a random seven eight that's a little bit bigger yes. or a random ten twelve Thankfully that's a little now, bit small. Ten twelve fit her great, so she just she wears just all. Got through it, yeah. but Cade's but right on the cusp. He probably will have up. it. Yeah, he's good right now, but yeah, it's really annoying. Also. So somebody just make a company that makes just size nine <laughs> children's clothing. They could just be called Just Nine. Just Nine. Okay. Like it's crazy. All only size nine. <laughs> also, I'm really curious. Do you match socks for your children? Do you what? How do you handle socks, socks in your world? Because I've been this revamping this in my mind. This question. Oh, just asking me this question is like I do have a hot tip. Giving me anxiety. Okay. Then the number of ways and the <laughs> I hate socks. I know. Hate I hate them. I I went on a boycott and they refused to let my kids have socks for <laughs> I've never quite taken it. <laughs> we live in Arizona. <laughs> I have no plan for how to handle this issue. We have no socks in our house. We literally, I just, I, mean, I can't. I. This is the same thing. I got rid of all the Abby feels frustrated about her systems for something. I get rid of she it. She doesn't make any system. She just like says, puzzles. Not allowed in like my house. Like little kid puzzles, like the like block, like the big chunky ones. Got rid of them all. I hate them. Unless you're old enough to handle <laughs> puzzles, you cannot play with them. So we don't have socks and we don't have puzzles in my house. Thankfully, we live in Arizona where socks are not right. needed most of the time. But then when so- you do need socks. <laughs> My kids' shoes get really stinky because they don't have socks. That, and then you, like, decide you're going to go play in the snow for a day, and it's, like, all they have is flip-flops and no socks, and yep. they're like, Mom, what am I supposed to wear? Uh-huh. Like, just get 
frostbite. It's fine. So since I bought socks, my kids have been like zooming around the house. I wondered because Arrow keeps wearing socks yes. and he keeps falling. He thinks falling. it's the coolest thing in the world. He runs and he slips and he crashes and then he says, I'm okay. <laughs> yep. Probably doesn't want you to take the socks <laughs> away. Okay, well, we've done a lot of different things. I don't feel like we have any good groove right now. Um, We do have one laundry basket that is just for when we sort all of our laundry. Because we do, we just throw everybody's clothes in at the end of the night and wash it in the morning. and Mm -hmm. And then we... We just put all the socks in one basket. Like, we we divide out. We have baskets for every kid when when we get the so laundry. So you have, like, a community sock bin? Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. Usually the kids put adult socks into chips you're... in my basket because okay. they just know these are mom and dad's socks. And so okay. they let us deal with our socks. But... We just put them all in there, and then, like, not every single day. I don't know. Sometimes that day, we match them up and send them to their Mm -hmm. right places, and sometimes we don't get around to that step of the laundry. Like, we get most of laundry done, but the socks don't get done that day. And then after a few days, we... And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we do it this way. It doesn't matter that we... You can wash all the clothes, and then you can dry all the clothes, and there are still socks missing. I don't, you know what? I think I just decided that... I don't know where they go. I'm going to just be okay... Throwing the ones away. Like, immediately. If they doesn't have a match. I'm like, the socks aren't expensive. <clears throat> because we don't wear them out. Like, we don't wear them all the time. I'm just going to throw it away. Otherwise, yeah. my kids are going to lose socks again, and... Yeah. I don't know. It's... For me, it's hard because I definitely do feel like occasionally, you know, a sock gets not in the load the first time because it, like, fell out of a jean leg and then the next day it gets in. That's what I'm saying. I want some kind of system in which... So, I I definitely like giving it a day or two to, like, show back up and be a pair. But, I mean, for far too many years... I would hold on to those extra socks mm-hmm. for in like a special drawer or mm-hmm. something for way too long, hoping yeah. to then do a big sock match. And it's just not worth it. And I don't know. Yes, I've definitely gotten to the point where, where I, I would rather my kids have less socks and... Just get them new socks, mm-hmm. like let them get their holes, let them get mismatched, throw them all away, and just start over yeah. again yeah. from scratch yes. every like year or something. Yes. Then That's kind try of what to I've like decided. pass socks mm-hmm. on to the next kids that are yes. stretched out and gross, uh-huh. and like one has a hole and one doesn't. And yeah, yeah, it it's rough. <laughs> well, I did think of a hot tip, and it's a hot tip that is. So far untested by me. I know this has been a suggestion among money people, so it's not like a news. By money people, she means many many people. people. 
Like many, it's not. Many an, I didn't come up with this idea. I'm just trying it. Stay tuned to see if I like it. But so it's maybe not a hot tip. It's just a suggested possibility tip. Yes, people seem to like it. But and that is the Sharpie dot system. Oh, but this isn't for socks. No, this isn't for socks. Oh, this I thought we clothes. were still no. on socks. No, I'm okay. over socks. We, okay. The solution on that is throw them out. Moving along <laughs> from socks, we now are on to the clothes. clothes Sharpie dot system. And that is, the issue is you have kids that are, you never know who, what shorts belong to. Because if you're like us, you have kids that are in like close sizes, but not the same size. But sometimes they can wear the same size, but sometimes not. So, the Sharpie dot system is you implement, a, take a Sharpie and put a dot on their label of their clothes to correlate with the number child they are. So, my first son is one dot, second son is two dots, third son, three dots, and so forth. And so, anytime you pass it down from one kid to the next, you just add a dot to that label. So, as we're sorting laundry, I look at it and I see this has three dots, I know it's arrows, done. Right. And it's not as big of a deal for you, probably. No, because I would always know. you know whose clothes are but whose. This but this came a huge deal after the car accident when other people were coming in doing my laundry and they literally had no clue whose was whose because they all looked alike. It does make me... I, I feel like my kids are pretty good at knowing whose stuff is whose at this point. Until you have like a season change and you like shift mm-hmm. all... That, I hand them all down yes. to the next kid. Right. That or... Just being prepared to allow people... I've had people come in and say, like, oh, I'll help you with your laundry. And I'm thinking, no, you won't. You're going to, like... There's nothing... Like, you're going to try to be helpful with my right, laundry. Right, but if you had a dot system, I know. Yes, it I'm would saying, be helpful. I'm saying it would definitely help make it more doable for yeah. more people who don't know the clothes and don't right. know your kids. Tim doesn't always know whose is whose... And I have my boys help with the laundry, and because we just shifted, like, seasons and sizes and stuff, they don't have a clue whose is whose now. Right. And a lot of times I have similar things for boys, like, that look so alike that it would be impossible to know which one is which. And so, I'm trying that out. So far, so good. I, hopefully, it works out. Yeah. Continually, but... I've dotted all of my boys' clothing for the year. The worst part is how many shirts now are, like, tagless. I know you yes, just probably but put there's it on a, your col- the collar. Yeah, there's, like, an, almost every shirt. The only problem were, like, black and navy shirts that also didn't have a tag. Oh. So I there are, was, like, a white tag on, like, the inside bottom. Side. Yeah. That I put it on. But that is annoying because it's not like you can just look up like the collar easily. Yeah. But otherwise, it was okay. Yeah. If I really cared, I could have gotten a white Sharpie that I have and dotted those shirts. But mm. that was a little too much work. So. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. So. That was my suggestion. We were really fizzling out there. And then. We came in hot with the clothing. <laughs> you got us fired up over missing size number nine and yep. it was all over. Then we learned about how terrible mom I am because they don't let me get those socks or puzzles. Yep. Well, they're coming back with the socks. Yep. You never know. Well, maybe they'll get puzzles for Christmas this year. <laughs> well, let's not push take it. things too far. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Done. We'll try to get the guys on with us sometime. Yeah. It might be a little while, but 
got it saved in our pocket for a rainy day. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.